Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a Another week of Info-G Radio. This is episode 568 for August 12th, 2019. It's back to school time, y'all. <laughs> Got my babysitter back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the show this week we have a Mr. Wombat. Yep, yep. And Mr. Anthony. Hola. Did you say Ola or did you swallow something? Eh, who gives a shit? <laughs> okay. I mean, I said Ola, but. It's not like you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Off so, to a great start. Summer is uh, finally coming to a close. Maybe. I, I probably get a little preemptive on that. There's probably still some hot days. Yeah. There. But. I mean, we we got we got probably a month left of hot days left here. Yeah, but that means two months of them are done, and I'm happy for that. That's true. I can't wait for the smell of the leaves and the pumpkins and the football. Football, football. The smell of football. I could probably do without the smell of football. Well, I don't have to smell it because it's on TV. So that's a good thing. My team is on that HBO show this year. And it almost makes me want to subscribe to HBO because, like, it's like two birds, one stone. I could finish Game of Thrones. I could watch uh, what's that robot western show? Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, people keep telling me I need to watch that, and I could watch Hard Knocks with my my Raiders. Which I don't know if anybody's kept up with this, but the dude that the, the, my team signed in the off season had like the two stupidest reasons for not coming to training camp. He had frostbite on his toe. Which is hilarious, considering it's summer and he lives in California. And he 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 wants a new helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I wish those were my biggest problems in life. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Anyway, this is video. This is a podcast. This is something about video games. Something, something. Let's talk about video. I don't know, according to last week, we should be talking about other stuff, too. Hey, you know, I have a couple things that, that are not video games that I will talk about later. But they're they're very in the zeitgeist. So I can I hmm. talk about them. Zeitgeist. You like that? I used the big word. Yeah. It's like, it's like pretension it's level right. plus one on the podcast. You know, I gotta bring it every week. That's right. Um... But let's talk about video games. Anthony, video games, what did you play? Oh my god, Dragon Quest Builders is like a 10-hour tutorial. I thought you were like Valley Girl in it there for a minute. You're like, oh my god. No. 
it doesn't end. Like just, <laughs> and it's it does not <laughs> help. From well, like... the, the thing is, it's like a lot of my time spent in this game. In the first game, they reward you sort of for exploring. And at first, I thought they were doing that, but really, I was just breaking. <laughs> I was just breaking the flow of things. Because the game would eventually send me to places anyways, and I'd be like well i wouldn't have I wouldn't have come here had I known you were going to send me here, but there's no way I would have known that you were going to send me here earlier, and like it's just reward me for exploring like just tell me the basics, and then they won't even t- they'll be like, "Go and fetch this and then come back, and that's fine because I can warp back, but it's just like. Okay, so I go to a place, and I can only tra- like warp so close, so I'm still running, and then it's just like, uh, this game does a lot of things well, but then it's like, a 10 hour tutorial on how to do like the most basic of things. Like, once they tell you to use a plant seed, like, to, or a certain, like, um, I should say, like, as soon as they say, like, um, use this grass seed to um, make grass grow. The, like there's a worm that follows you around. I guess spoiler. Um, what the fuck are we even talking about? You're making yeah, grass exactly. grow and a worm followed you around. Yeah. So so there's a a worm <laughs> called Wrigley. <laughs> Wrigley. Yes. Is his and, last um, name Spearmint? No. Um, but that would be great. I think Wrigley's the last of. It's kind. I don't know. It, it it's clearly gendered, but I can't tell what gender it is because everybody just refers to it as Wrigley. So but I Wrigley? think it's supposed to be female because of the way it talks. Because everything in Dragon Quest is written weird, uh, as if to imply an accent, and I can't tell what the accent is. So I'm not sure. But they refer to me in specific ways. Anyways, the game's weird. Um, welcome to Dragon Quest, and. Um, Wrigley is the reason why you can plant crops. Like, you need Wrigley so um, it turns, <laughs> like, poison soil into soil. And then, you uh, like, one of your, like, villagers runs over and plows the land so you can grow seeds. But Wrigley shows you early on how to plant, use a grass seed. If you use a grass seed, grass pops down. Um, and then they introduce a different seed that allows it to make larger fields. And I was like, okay, cool. Now I have the idea of how that works. But then they make me do it with both a, the meadow seed, which is the exact same as the grass seed from before that like does a bigger area of land. And then they make me do a forest one, which is the exact same as the meadow seed. And I'm like, well, this could have been one tutorial. But no, it had to be two parts. I had to build a river. It's the same long quest thing, but it's like, I got it. I know how to dig. I've done this already. You gave me a pot earlier, and I had to learn how to use, like pour water and like put water in specific places. So why is that changing now? And no, they make me do that and wait for characters to run to certain areas. It's a little hand-holdy for a game that's a sequel. And, um... Yeah. I get that, like, their new mechanic... They have to still do that because it might be someone's first foray into the game let me turn it off or make it very short it's not like they 
don't like you could like just make it so I can go and check back. Like that's fine. I I don't mind that. But like the, the hand holding for ten hours to unlock multiplayer. Like, well, I think I think a lot of the 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 longevity from that game also comes from the fact that the dialogue is like painfully slow. So it's not an issue when characters are talking because you can skip ahead. However, when the voice of God or whatever it is comes over and like it's text, it's text uh, shows up in the middle of the screen. You can't skip that. And it stays on screen so long. It stays on screen for like a minute. And I'm like, I've read it. It's two lines and it's not like, it's less than like 10 words. I'm sitting there doing nothing, like jamming on buttons to see if anything will make it skip ahead. No. Um, there is some neat concepts, like you can take... So, I was wrong before. You can't travel back to the first island uh, once you get to the farm. You have to finish all that there, and then you can leave. Which is fine, because once you go back, they it's clear that that's your main base that you're building up. Um, but you can travel to other islands, and... Like, some of those islands are, um, I don't remember what the term they use is, but basically they're randomly generated islands. So you can go and collect supplies on those islands and find new villagers and everything. Uh, but what I really liked about it is they, if you, they give you these, like, checklists, and all you have to do is find everything on the checklist. So it's basically a scavenger hunt. And once you do, it'll give you an infinite amount of certain supplies. So the first island I did gave, like, anytime I try to build anything, I have infinite wood and infinite grass. Uh, so that's neat. That I like the fact that it gave it gives you stuff like that. But then I, I go back to the island, because that island just left me to figure it out for myself. Went back to the first island, and they're like, here's how we build a river. I'm like, we literally did this when I left. We did this already. Just finish it. Like I left you with no, like, I left you with the supplies. You've proven you can do this. Like just do the thing without me. Uh, it's it's long. I put it off because like it, it was like annoying to the point of because you can only grow certain crops a certain way. But I'd already done certain parts of it because again I I want to explore. The first game invited that to some extent. I mean, rewarded that too, because you do need to collect supplies. And in this game, it's not that exactly. And they really want you to just follow the story they've written, which is fine. It's well written, but it removes when it removes all exploration because inevitably they're going to just tell you where stuff is. It's like, alright. I'm not, I don't hate this game, but it's annoying. It's annoying because I'm not younger. Like, if I was younger, I think this would be perfect, but I'm at, like, 27, so this is a bit absurd. Uh, the other game I've been playing uh, is called Reventure. It was an indie title that showed up on, uh, I think, Good Old Games did some advertisement for it, but I ended up buying it on Steam because I'm a terrible person. Uh, it's a puzzle game in the guise of playing a, like, side-scrolling Zelda game. So your character really is a rip-off of Link. To, like, he's got the same hat and everything. And you wake up 
and then you go and collect your sword from an old man in a cave, but it's a side-scroller, and then you stab the old man with a sword, and that's an ending. And the idea is that you're trying to find 100 ways to end a day. And when I stabbed the old man, I went to prison, and so it was like five days later I got out, because he didn't die, but I stabbed him still. So I got thrown in jail for five days. Um, and so, and then certain times your character will die, and you'll play as, like, when my first character died, his, the next character took his place, who was his cousin, and my, as the cousin, I ran outside, tripped over a rock, fell on my face, another ending. So it's trying to solve these puzzles, but as you solve the easier puzzles, it's, you, you're, there's a hundred different conclusions that they've built into the game. As you solve more and more of them, it becomes harder to figure out what the other ones are. And certain ones have to... um, So the developers put themselves in the game. I think there's five of them. And every time you kill one of the developers, which is terrible to sound (laughs) sounding, um, you get a new palette. But you have to kill all... Like, find and kill all five of them, and they're all hidden around, to access a certain area, which is going to give you a certain ending. So you have to do certain things. Like, it's sort of setting up dominoes for later on. Um, but it's neat because sometimes it changes the world too. So like there's a permanent hole in a volcano uh, in the background, or sorry, a mountain. Um, there's a blood splatter where I took a dive off the mountain. It's it's really a neat way of presenting a puzzle game. I've never played anything quite like it before. Um, but that's it for the week other than uh, starting Mindjack. Mindjack from Squeenix. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we'll move on to the Wombert. All right, so uh, I haven't played much. <laughs> um, the uh, as I feel like is is typical at this point. Um, I uh, I have played. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I haven't played much. Let me say that. Um, I have played a lot of. Um, Stardew Valley, uh, which continues to be a lot of fun and continues to take up a lot of my excess time. Um, I and I have played some more Valkyria Chronicles four. I'm uh, I'm on chapter twelve of that, and I'm just trying to go through and clean up some of the side stuff and uh, some of those things as I make my way through it. Um, I, uh, I don't remember if I mentioned a couple weeks ago or not that I bought a Raspberry Pi 4, um, but RetroPie is still not, uh, upgraded and ready for the Raspberry Pi 4 yet, so I haven't had a chance to check out any, emu- any of the emulators to see how they run on that, so as soon as I get a chance to, uh, to do that, I'll let, uh, I'll let everybody know how that runs. Um, but other than that, honestly, I really, um... Uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the spot, uh, on a video game podcast wasn't the one I should have taken up this week. Um, cause, uh, I really, other than those two things, which I've already talked about a whole ton, I don't, uh, haven't played a whole lot else. It's, uh, it's like end of the summer. Yeah. Kind of a lot of, not of games coming out, like getting kids ready to go back to school. It's just, yeah. It's a weird time cuz I'm I'm kind of in the same boat like I didn't and play a lot this week. I I'm kind of going down a different path than you. I don't know if you 
you weren't on the show last week, but I talked about um, I finally ripped open the the PlayStation Classic and uh, started putting some things on there that maybe don't aren't on there to begin with. Sure, I understand. <laughs> Just say it. Um, but I, I went further down that rabbit hole this week. So last week I had just added more PlayStation games, which is cool. Um, and it, and it especially makes that thing feel like a better collection, you know, getting some of my favorite games on there, like Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Um, right. I put Blood Omen Legacy of Kane on there. That game is hard to play now. I will say that. It's tough to play. It's tough to go back to. Yeah, that's, that's why I always in this, this whole, uh, remake crazy world that we live in now. I had hoped at some point somebody would remake that in a more modern, friendly manner. But yeah, it's a tough game to play, especially with all the load times. Yeah, the load times are a little better because you're loading it from a USB stick instead of right. a disc. So, but they are still there. Um, but I want to. I have a question though for the the Blood Omen um, Legacy of Cain. Is that the top down one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's very dark, and, like, the controls are confusing. Like, it's not like a... It, you don't think about it because it was so long ago, but it's not like a modern game where it'll be like, press this button to do this. Like, it literally will let you pick up something, and then you have to figure out what button to press to go to that menu. <laughs> like, yep. it's it's a weird thing, because I picked up these spells in the beginning, and I'm like, well, how do I use that? And I started pressing buttons, and then all of a sudden I just used it, and I was like, oops, I don't think I was supposed to use that yet. And it's um, it's a weird game. It yeah, it's it's one of my favorite games of all time. But at this point, it works better as a um movie than it does as a game. Yeah. Like watching the scenes and stuff like that on YouTube. Still, um, the the dialogue obviously is still really good. The voice acting is still some of the best voice acting I've I've ever heard in a game. Um, but the gameplay is just not. It's not modern at all. Uh, my my other favorite thing about going back to PS1 games is the horrible puppet people in the intros of these games. Oh, yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it in a while and you don't remember it, watch the CGI intro to Battle Arena Toshin and 3. Holy shit. <laughs> it is just copious amounts of awesome and bad at the same time. Yeah, I think... Um... I think PS1 is probably the the generation that holds up the worst. Yeah, by far. It is it is it, it has it has all the like nasty ugly looking stuff, <laughs> but none of the um well at least for me, maybe it's different for other generations, but none of the like charm and nostalgia of the uh even like the Atari generation, you know what I mean? At least has some charm and nostalgia to it. PS one just looks ugly as hell. Oh god, there isn't a game on that machine that is in three D. I will say that is in three D the two D games right. are still fine. Yeah, um, the two D games hold up because two D 2D... Yeah, two D is, is like almost timeless, whereas three D in its infancy is just Whew. Yeah, it's um the Boogeyman and I were having a conversation about um Jumping Flash the other day, and uh, I said something about how that game doesn't hold up at all, and uh, which I know is a disagreement. Some people do think it has. I think it's. It's It holds up, but it holds up because it's different enough from everything. Like if it tried to I, do any sort of different control scheme, 
I, I, I couldn't think, argue for it. The second one holds up better than the first. I think that game, for me, holds up simply because it it doesn't try to do the realistic looking. Well, I don't mean graphically. I just mean all around. Oh, and gameplay. Um, gameplay, it's kind of... It's a weird thing. Like it's it's yeah. one of those games that if you just pick it up and start playing it, you're like, "This is shit." Um, but if you give it like ten or fifteen minutes, you kind of get the groove of that jump right. mechanic. I, and I, I, know, I think it. I think I'll get some hate from someone in this, but uh, I find it very similar to the way Mega Man Legends doesn't really flow right away, but once you sort of click with it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're not going to get hate from me on that. Uh, Legends uh, is one of those games that I've beaten a lot of times, and the first hour, I'm always like, oh, God, do I have to go through this again? <laughs> um, so, no, I get it. The, the first different. hour of Legends just doesn't... It's not um, It's not as good as the rest of the game. But it's different. Like the, What I'm saying is like the control scheme of it is it's different not enough your where it's like, thinks. at first, it doesn't... It doesn't it doesn't feel right. Right. And it does pick up. And I feel the same way. Cause I, I have no, um, nostalgia for jumping flash. It's something I played much later. So it feels different enough from everything else out there that I'm like, okay, this is just how this game works. If, if a new one came out and used the same control scheme, I'd go, okay, you should have probably tried to, you know, you know what, you know what that game would be perfect for? Don't say Switch. VR. VR, yeah. Oh. Well, so that's why we started talking about it, because he said something about them making Jumping Flash for VR. And I said that I to go like go back and watch some video of Jumping Flash. Um, I feel like that would make me sick as hell in VR. That's kind of the point, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I would be puking in 13 seconds on if I tried to play Jumping Flash in VR. Yeah, I, I think that would be kind of the point of why they would make it, because it, it could give you that kind of... Because you know there's a lot of VR experiences of like, hey, I'm standing on the roof of this giant building, why don't you jump off? Or so, you know. Yeah, but... Yeah, I don't know. I... <laughs> I, I don't know that I could play that game in VR. I totally, that would be like trying to go back and play Pilot Wings Super Nintendo in VR. I would totally fucking uh, try it. I'll tell you that. I, listen, I would try it. It would make <laughs> me sick, but I would try it. Um, I just, from, from my perspective, there are just very few 3D platformers from that generation that hold up at all. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like Mario 64, um, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the one that holds up the best. Like, even as much as I love Conquer, like playing through that game, yeah, now, Conquer doesn't hold up at all. It's very I hard mean, the, to play. Let me say, the game, like the story and all that stuff, and and all that, it does hold up, but it's very hard to play. Yeah, the audio doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, the, oh, audio. the audio from that entire generation doesn't yeah. hold up. Oh, I mean, quality of audio on Conquer specifically is very rough. Yeah, it's, all those cartridge, all those late cartridge games, they were trying to push way too much. Recorded it, from the other side of a pillow. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hilarious when you think about it, because wasn't that one of the big things for PlayStation? Is like, oh, we've got CD quality audio, and like you yeah. think about a lot of that audio, you're like... <sighs> yeah. There's a few yeah. games that have that... Like, I'd argue the first Metal Gear... For, for the most far. part, Metal Gear Solid has some really good recording quality. That's why it's on two discs. 
Right. Yeah. That's what I was just getting ready to say. The problem is the um, you had to have that CD quality audio. Um, well, you also had to have a game on there. So most of it ended up so compressed that yeah, it was better than the stuff that was on the cartridges. But it's it's one of those weird things where when you go back and you're actually seeing like behind the scenes of these games, like for example, Ridge Racer, the original Ridge Racer, like was so small that it could fit into the memory of the original PlayStation, but yet the disc took like 600 megs because of all those music tracks. Yep, which is why, isn't that the one you could take the disc out of the PlayStation while it was running and put a music CD in? Yep, you could eject the, the disc, put a new CD in, and just play that music because the game loaded into the PlayStation's memory. Right. It's crazy. Like, going back which to some of these cool. games. Yeah, no, but going back to some of these games, like, some of them, they do age well, some of them do not. Um... But I started throwing other stuff on there just to kind of see what would happen. Uh, and I think I've gotten just about every game to run on that sumbitch. Um, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, 32X, Sega CD. So then I decided to try N64. And it runs. Yeah. Um, but here's my problem. So I bought an 8-bit do. Do? Do? How do you say it? 8-bit do. Uh, I bought one of the wireless dongles for it. Yeah. And I hooked up my Xbox One Bluetooth controller. When you play an N64 game, and I and if somebody out there knows the answer to this, please DM me, send me an email, hit me up on Twitter. I'm running RetroArch on the PlayStation Classic. N64 assigns the C-sticks to every single directional and analog stick on the controller. So, the left analog, so Mario 64, for example, you start running around, it makes him run, and it controls the camera. <laughs> oh, I haven't had that problem running um, in 64 on RetroArch, because I have, uh, obviously, RetroPie is RetroArch-based, but I also have RetroArch on my uh, laptop, and I haven't had that issue, so... And I, I have no idea how to fix it. So, like, I'm going in and I mapped all the, the sticks and the buttons in the control mapping. And it even says in the control mapping for N64, like, the C stick is assigned to the right analog stick. That's what I wanted it to be assigned to. But yet the left analog stick still controls it. <laughs> Simultaneously with controlling the character. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's not good. And I'm like, that's not what you want. Exactly, and I'm trying to run around the out, like the the open field at the beginning, and I'm like, the camera just gets going, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I can't play this. So that is the only, that yeah, is the only system I can't get, and it's the games run fine on the PlayStation Classic, like they run great. I booted up Wave Race, I booted up Super Mario 64. But when the left analog stick controls both the C sticks and the character movement, I, I just can't play it. Yeah, I'll um, I'll look later tonight at my uh, RetroArch setup for N sixty four, and uh, I'll send you the details. Okay, just in case. yeah, because I, I have no idea. Like, I don't have a lot of options. So, like, when I go to select the controller, I can select RetroPad or RetroPad with analog. Yeah, and I have that set, and I mapped all the buttons in the core, and it still just is not. Also, if you're on a PlayStation Classic running RetroArch, never try to switch your controller type, because there's only two options: there's PlayStation controller, and there's disabled. And when you disable it, you can't do nothing. 
Oh, great. <laughs> you can't even switch it back. you got to pull the stick out and delete the config files on your PC, which oh, gosh. is a pain in the ace. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh, but no, that's... it. My wife asked me, she was like, why are you doing this? She's like, you have all these games. I was like, it's just a fun project just to see if it works. Right. I, just, I really want to play Eternal Champions. I, I did. I played Eternal Champions Challenge from the Dark Side, Sega CD. Uh, the button mapping for the Genesis is weird, too. So, like, I booted up Mortal Kombat 2 for the 32X and, like, switched to the six-button controller. And, like, instead of the face buttons being, you know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, like, the L1 and L2 buttons started being one of... It, it's weird. Like, I could do a uppercut with the R1 trigger and block with Y. It, it's weird. Hmm. I need to remap all that shit because I think the, the thing gets confused. It's like, what button does what? But it's cool. It's not like I'm going to sit down and play these games again, but... Super Nintendo, NES, PlayStation, all that stuff works perfect. And it's cool. It's cool to have that stuff running on my PlayStation Classic. It finally... I am the sucker that bought it for $100, so I'm finally getting some use out of it. Nice. I, I understand the desire to put everything on, though. Um, I had a PSP, I modded it, and uh, I tried to put everything on it. Guess what? It runs Super Mario 64 without audio. Everything I've yeah. run on here is it runs fine as long as you. The thing is, is RetroArch comes with a ton of what they call them cores to run yep. the different style of uh, of games. And like, there was one for the Super Nintendo that if you like, I ran Doom. <laughs> can it run Doom? Um, it ran at like two frames per second. But as long as you switch the core, then it ran. I mean, Doom still runs like shit on the Super Nintendo. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves there, but. It ran at the speed it's supposed to. <laughs> um, but no, I spent a lot of time with that uh, over this week, and it's it's been fun, especially now that I have a wireless controller to play. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, as far as other games, I played a lot of Overwatch, which I won't go into, uh, although this is a very big week for Overwatch because the competitive season ends and we finally get to beta test the 222 meta so I'm excited for that I'm so tired of ranked right now it's very frustrating so hopefully that'll reinvigorate ranked for me because I've mostly not been playing it um, I played some some indie games this week I, I played Metal Wolf Chaos XD Richard which <laughs> If you if you sell somebody like the the elevator pitch of that game, you are the president of the United States in a mech suit, whooping ass. Hold on, let me explain the story. So there's been a coup, and the coup is run by <laughs> the vice president, who also has a mech suit. I mean, why so would he? Yes. If the president has one, Sh- sure. Right. So. You are trying to save the United States of America. And it's like Japan's idea of what America is. And it's amazing. And the dialogue is horrible. And at parts I have to assume it's done intentionally. But at the other times I'm like, no, no, it can't be. This is so dumb. Well, Everybody is, needs to go and look up the Liberty Islands segment. It just is, to understand. It is a From Software game from the Xbox PS2 era. And 
while they have modernized the controls, it still feels very much like a game from that era. Um, like the fact that you swap your weapons by pressing a button and then tabbing the L and R buttons to swap between them before tabbing that button again. Because you can have a weapon on the left trigger and the right trigger, and it's just... It's a weird-ass game, but I kind of dig it a lot. It is... It's peak stupid. It is. Again, the Liberty Island segment is probably the best example of just how dumb... The the way the the voice acting on the uh, vice president is some of my favorite voice acting. <laughs> hey, Michael, <laughs> Richard, Richard. It's it's. I couldn't leave you behind. I couldn't leave my friends behind, and that's because I'm the president of the United States of America. Yeah. Oh my God! Like it just. Oh. It's definitely what a, what a, a video, masterpiece. It's a video game ass video game that is is. I can't say that I don't think that it was intentional of releasing a game. At this time, maybe the current climate of the United States of America, but yeah. Well, it was supposed to originally release on the Xbox and just never did. It, it released in Japan on the yes, Xbox. Yes, it released it was in Japan. Supposed to come over to the U.S. There's some weird games out there. It's it's even weirder to play this game, especially for the kids that didn't grow up in that era. But like, it's weird to say, yeah, these are the guys that made Dark Souls. Well, I mean, they're the guys that made Armored Core, and this is dumb Armored Core. Yeah, basically. but the kids don't remember Armored Core. Yeah, well, that's the kids are fucking stupid. They don't remember Kingsfield either, but that's probably for the best. Well, that's for the best. Yeah, let's let's not talk about Kingsfield. You turned the wrong corner, and you're dead. Yeah, well, that that's kind of Dark Souls, but. At least Dark Souls plays better. Yeah, no, Dark Souls, at least you're like, oh, okay, I'll learn from this. And then <laughs> in Kingsfield, it's like, well, I hope you saved. You didn't? No, oh. oh, well. You're, literally, I think it's it's either Kingsfield or Kingsfield 2. Um, you turn right at the beginning, you die. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right. Survive. I, I remember, I mean, there was no there was no point of reference for it back then, but we all bought Kingsfield... Um, on the PlayStation 1, because, you know, like, oh my god, it's like a first-person... It's like old Heretic and Hexen, you know? It's like first-person medieval games. Let's play this. This is cool. No, and it's then, Dungeon Crawler. And then you be, you boot it up, and you're like, I fucking died, like, in two seconds. This sucks. Yes, this game sucks. <laughs> and then there was... Um... Shadow Tower, I think, was their follow-up to that. Yeah, the, it was basically King's Field, but it was a different name, kind of like Blood. It's it's Dark Souls Bloodborne. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's that played better. Those games were rough. I remember playing those, and they made like four of those games. They made, went up to King's Field Four, I think. Uh, yeah, and the PS2, I think. Yeah, PS2 had King's Field Four. Yeah, it was it, there. Man, there was well, a lot apparently of... in 2006 they released two more Kingsfield. Oh my god, there were so many weird ass games back then. Another series that I remember fondly from back then was um, a Deception. Oh yeah, Deception. that was the one where you set traps and stuff. Yeah, right? they actually made one of those for the PS3, right? Yes, the PS3 like Vita, and then it got ported to PS4. Okay, yeah, Deception like just tears of some. Yeah, because I remember those like back in the. And got, they got anime. 
Well, yeah, everything gets a little anime after a while. But yeah, man, the play the PlayStation and PlayStation Two were just like breeding grounds for some weird fucking shit. And I and I, I was all there for it. I loved it. Um, I played a couple of the games. One of them I didn't play a lot of. It's called The Forbidden Arts. I, I'll try to play some more of that this week. Um, I played a game called Damsel, which is a level-based... Um, like, you go through the level and then you have to kill everybody or rescue hostages, or it's it's a real fast-paced, like, 2D side-scrolling adventure game. It's fine. I like the art style of it a lot. Uh, I, f- I wish there was a little more substance to it. But I think the biggest thing, and I am allowed to talk about this because they said we could talk about it, we just can't stream it or give a review yet. I think I found a roguelike that I like. And of course it would come from the guys at Double Fine Studios. Ah. Uh. I've been playing Rad. Is it, it Rad? It's pretty rad. So... <laughs> The 80s motif is kind of hot right now. Uh, and Rad is very much a bright neon blue and pink kind of look to it. But instead of just taking the 80s and making them what you'd expect, this game kind of goes overboard. Like, there's an announcer in the game, and when you boot it up, you expect him to... Because the title screen just says Rad. And when you hit start, he just goes, Rad. And it just keeps going. <laughs> and it's kind of hilarious. Um, and every single thing he does a voice for, so like when the, when you press start, he'll be like, press start, loading. <laughs> and it's just, it's so, it's beyond what you'd expect it to be, which is I think what makes it work. But what I like about this game is that, like almost the, the randomness and the not knowing what you're going to do is what makes the game. So you start off, you got a baseball bat. The character basically tells you, you know, like, here, carry this baseball bat. By the way, when you die, somebody else will get it, and they'll continue your quest. But everything that happens is fucking wacky. So every time you level up, <clears throat> excuse me, every time you level up, you mutate. And it's completely random. So the first time I leveled up, it was like, you have x-ray vision. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can now see um, inside of boxes and whatnot, so you can see the items before you attack the enemies or the boxes. The next time I, I did a run and I leveled up, I grew a fucking snakehead. <laughs> and I could use the snakehead with the right analog stick to attack people from a distance. <laughs> And it's shit like that that really make this game interesting as you play it. And the levels all have the same premise. You go in, you gotta find these two <clears throat> these two like light beams to shoot to the middle and then that'll finish the level. Uh you collect cassette tapes. You collect floppy disks, which the announcer says when you pick it up, he's like, floppy currency. It's just... I don't know, man. This game is cool as fuck. (laughs) And I'm having a ball with it. It's totally got that double fine humor. 
excuse me. It's um it's published by Bandai Namco, so like when you first boot the game there's a big Pac-Man arcade machine and you can hear the music playing. I mean it's just this game is cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh for people like me who don't necessarily like roguelike games, there's a bunch of what they call accessibility options, which makes like it gives you extra health, it uh makes your attacks more powerful, and it makes the game a little less frustrating. Which I think is a cool option to have for a game that is very much, hey, do your run, see how far you can get, and then when you die, you start all over. As far as I can see, there's nothing that carries over. Like, the currency doesn't carry over. Um, your mutations obviously don't carry over. I, I don't know if the levels completed carry over, because I'm, on, I'm in the middle of my first run where I made it out of the first level. So I need to play it some more to see if, if uh, that's the case. But... Um, I usually do not like roguelike games, but it feels almost like this game really plays to the strengths of playing it over and over again, and, and I really like that. So, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, and as I mentioned at the beginning about the Zeitgeist stuff that I did this week, so I kind of went on a bad superhero kick and I watched okay. I watched The Boys on Amazon, and I watched Brightburn, which if you don't know what Brightburn is, it's uh, oh, what's his name? James Gunn, uh, his newest uh, produced movie, and it's basically Superman if Superman was a serial killer, <laughs> and that movie is fucking dark. <laughs> And there are two scenes in that movie that might be the most uncomfortable scenes I've ever seen in cinema. They made me, yeah, they made me legitimately uncomfortable. Uh, and I can't recommend that movie enough. It's, it is fantastic. The boys, on the other hand, everybody's talking about that thing. Like, it's like, the greatest thing since sliced bread and I finished it and I don't really know how much I like it. I think it's fine. I think it's, I mean the com- it's the comic book basically. Yeah, Earth. but I, I just don't fi- like the people that got to play. So as far as the actors in the show, the only one that I really, really, really liked was Billy butcher, Carl Urban. Hmm. He was the only character that I really liked. I didn't like well, any... Wasn't he, like, kind of the only sort of known entity? Um, I mean, Elizabeth Shue... Like, the biggest name in it? Elizabeth Shue's in it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but my problem with the superheroes is that they have zero originality. They're all literally carbon copies. Well, that's that was the point, though. Yeah, but it's like, it's not even like... It's not even an effort, it's fucking Superman, Wonder Woman, yeah. Aquaman, The Flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're literally carbon copies. They do the exact same thing. They have the exact same powers. Yeah, that seems uh, really I, that just seems really it, lame to me. Because if you're going to make a char- you're going to make a set of characters, make them different, I guess. And but they're, they're not they're not the characters you're following, though. That's the point. But the like, show. The, but what? But what, what other? Here's my argument. What other superpowers are you going to give someone? I don't care about the superpowers. Carbon. I mean, down to the costumes, Anthony. Mm. Like they're carbon copies. 
But but if I'm gonna make somebody that runs super fast, inevitably it's going to be compared to the Flash anyway. So I might as well just go for broke if I'm gonna do a parody, which is basically what the boys is. I mean, if that or was true, then Marvel and DC wouldn't feel all that different. And truthfully, they do. I mean, I'm just saying. I just it's one of those like I understand it's it's it was written about like superheroes. What if they were real and owned by corporations? Yeah, and I get that. You know, and so that, like that, the, the, I, the jumping off point is like you know what a superhero is, and the most common superheroes, you know what I mean, like are Superman, the Flash, etc. So just if I'm, I'm gonna have a guy that runs really fast, he's gonna be everybody's gonna go like the Flash, right? Like, yeah, oh, a guy, this guy can fly and punch really hard and stuff, like uh, Superman. I just wish they'd have made those characters more interesting. The only one that's interesting is the the fucking Superman clone, and it's because uh, mm, that show has some real weird shit in it, and sometimes I feel like it's just there to be there. The show's very violent. It's not even just the violence, it's the creepiness. Hmm. Like, there's some real creepy shit in that show. Scarf Ennis. Get it right in creepy shit. It's, but, I mean, it's real creepy. Like, some of the scenes in that movie, or that show, were just like... I, I really, I really didn't need that to convey that. I really, I really didn't. It's, mm, mm. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It was, it was interesting enough for me to finish the eight episodes, but I really just don't think it's like, like I've just heard so many people say it's like the best thing on television. I'm like, eh, not really. I, I, I usually, I'm gonna be honest with you. I usually use that as example to kind of stay away and let it kind of settle you know you want to know you want to know what got me to watch it because i had kind of ignored it carl urban i hope is the answer because i love carl urban i love carl urban too but that's not why okay the reason why is because it was created by eric kripke the name sounds familiar but he created supernatural ah so i was willing to give it a shot because the man who created probably my favorite television show Worked on the show, and I have to say, Supernatural is a hell of a lot better. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. If they release a season two, which I think they will, the way it ended, I will probably watch it. And then they'll cancel it, like the cancel the tick, or a swamp thing before it even finished. Well, th- th- but this is Amazon, <laughs> so that wasn't Amazon doing yeah. the call. I'll, here's a weird thing about Amazon that I don't know if you know. Um. So they started doing a lot more 4K stuff. It's a separate thing. So like separate app. Well, it's a separate. So you know, like when you go to Netflix and you watch a show, it'll tell you it's in 4K. Um, but it doesn't matter if you have 4K because it'll just work. Right. If you go to the so let's say you start watching the boys on the 1080p setting, and you go back, to, and then you start 4K, it's a separate. Thing, so it doesn't know where you left off. Does that make sense? So it's like it's two. Yeah, so it's sep- not downgrading on the servers. Exactly, it's a separate file. Yeah, it's fucking. It's weird. It's even weirder because Netflix uses Amazon Web Services. So yeah, just Netflix I'm has not... better software. Yeah. I don't know. I just All found right. that weird because like there's two entries for the boys. 
There's the 1080p version, and then there's the 4K version. That that's weird and kind of dumb. Yeah, because okay. if you think about it, if you were watching that like on the go on a tablet, you'd probably be watching in 1080p, and then when you got home, you'd try to watch 4K, and it has no idea where you left off. It's just a weird thing, man. I don't know. These everybody talking about how the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet support. 8K, and I'm like, motherfucker, I can't even watch TV in 4K yet. Yeah. yeah. You can barely get 4K. That's... Sports are, like, the only thing on regular TV you can watch in 4K. And even then, like, it's, it's the same issue with the Google Stadia thing. Like, the infrastructure isn't there for everyone to be streaming a 4K, let alone 8K. And, like, that's how most of the content's being taken in now. Yeah, we don't we don't need 8K yet, sorry. And the and thing we is... We don't need 8K anyways, because, like, we get to a point where it's unnoticeable. Yeah, we said that before ADP. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, like, we're getting to the point where literally the eyes cannot... The eyes but cannot see past see what, light like... in front of it. Yeah, like, the frames per second thing I get, because, like, at a certain point your eyes can't register it anyway. But... Resolution wise, I'll be interested where that where that peaks. I think I think it's like scientifically capped at like just above 4K, but like like they've done the research. Like at one point, we we just hit a point where like you can't like the human eye just can't see it that much <laughs> detail. You can't see it any better, motherfucker. Yeah, like or at least in the terms of TV sizes, you know, like at some point, what are you gonna have like? A TV the size of a house, and don't answer yes. That's a. I mean, they probably will. <laughs> I'm sure, well, it's just, but like at that point, yeah, the resolution probably makes a, a difference. But like, you know, yeah, I think size is going to be a big. You can only fit so many pixels in, and eventually, you just like your the phone right now. Like, when I have a nice, crisp, like actual 1080p image on my phone that isn't being like poorly streamed to it looks fantastic and like sure i'm sure it could get to 4k on my phone but like after that like you're just cramming more pixels into a space i already can't see you know so it's weird yeah but uh no that's uh that's a lot of what i did this week so there you go uh let's talk about what's coming out this week it is a very light week we have Exception, Genesis, Sirento VR, uh, Stellaris Console Edition Utopia, uh, Ancestors Legacy, um, Slay the Spire is finally coming to Xbox One, the Vasara Collection, Aritana and the Twin Masks. Uh, even the Switch is a light week. We got Friday the thirteenth. All known so far is Slay the Spire. That's what I'm saying. This this is a dead week. We've got Friday the thirteenth coming to Switch. Uh, Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mask, Cryo Gear, It'll Do, Rogue Singularity, the Vasara Collection, uh, and the Grandia HD Collection. It's weird that It'll Do is coming to the Switch now when I know for the. The second one's been available for a while. Yeah, you know. I mean, why not? Everything else is on Switch. 
Yeah. It's weird when the Grandia HD collection is literally the biggest release of the week. I mean, that's it. Don't try to go back to those games, I'm going to be honest. Uh, The biggest release for me this week is obviously the Overwatch patch, but also Nightwolf drops on Tuesday for Mortal Kombat. Still need to play Mortal Kombat. I have it sitting there. I'm excited for Nightwolf because they've also added a new brutality per character, and one of them has the toasty sound, and it's fantastic. Nice. So. That, I mean, that's it. I wish they would have... I wish they would do some uh, side story content with these DLC characters. I mean, you get the ending when you play through arcade, but that's it. Yeah, but the ending's not it's canon a screen, to the scrolls. No, but they're sometimes they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd like to see some new chapters added to the story mode. That'd be cool. But, I mean, if you finish the story mode in MK11, you can't really do anything else until the next game. Well, no, 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 but I mean, you could do side story to say what these characters were doing while everything else was happening. That's true. I don't think any of them were in the story mode. Shang Tsung was in the, the crypt, but right. Nightwolf wasn't in the... I'd love to see like a little side set of missions for fucking Spawn. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a slow week, man. I think the end of August is when we start getting the fall games with uh, Control and... Uh, what's the other big game in August? Uh, Astral Chain. And then the first week of September, I think, is um, Gears of War 5. I'm sorry, Gears 5 and Borderlands 3. Is that a bad thing? Is what is a bad thing? Is that a bad thing that they're rebranding just to Gears 5? I don't know. It... <sighs> I don't even know how I feel about that. Like, people just called it Gears. I get that, but it was always Gears of War. Yeah, like, we, you know, shortened form to uh, G-O-W, like, God of War? Yeah, well, I know that gets done, too, but if I'm talking about a 360 game. Uh, The the Xbox fanboys started calling it G-O, G-E-O-W instead of G-O-W. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just a weird thing to rebrand a series that's gone on that long. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know. It's not a rebranding. It is. If they're dropping the Gears of... Or, uh, sorry, uh, if they're dropping the Of War part, like, you know, that is a big sort of switch. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do some news. Trine 4 got a release date. Uh, comes bundled with all four games. The Ultimate Collection does, sorry. Comes bundled with all four games, and it's out this October. What was that? Trine 4. Oh, Trine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Activision has said on their recent earnings call that they see value in more remasters and new games in those series. So I guess the Spyro and Crash collections did really well. Uh, after the recent events, Walmart has decided to stop, uh, has started to remove violent video game advertisements from stores, but not the video games themselves. And not guns. Well, I mean, why would you remove guns? That's not the problem, Ryan. I'd like to, I'd like to (laughs) just say, like, if the day a kid picks up a physical copy of Call of Duty and shoots someone with it, I'll eat my fucking jeans. But until that point in time, 
this is the dumbest fucking shit. And you know what? I'm actually fine with them removing the advertisements from Yeah, the I never store. understood that anyway. Like, why would you have, like, an advertisement for, like... Yeah, the demos and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I realize, like... I'd be pissed if my kid states. went in there and saw that, you know, but that's not what's causing the problem. I just don't want him to see that shit. Yeah, well, it's like... I just mentioned it to someone. Like, the ESRB, um, the uh, MPAA, and the stupid sticker that's on... Well, it used to be on records. You don't see it as much anymore. Uh, it, I realize that, to some extent, people see that as, like, a try to hold back our, you know, freedom of purchasing, because it's not actually freedom of speech. Um, but... And I, it's actually been argued in the States, right? And it's not illegal in Canada to sell to minors, but we we have rules like Walmart won't sell, and EB Games, which is our GameStop, and uh, Target when we were here, we wouldn't sell ga- uh, mature-rated games to minors. You had to prove you're 17 and up. Um, now, that's not a law, but it's a good step in the right direction. It protects not only the store selling it, but the game creators from an, a parent going and saying, my kid played your video game and blah, blah, blah. You know, you should be engaging with what your kid plays. Like, sorry, like, don't, if I tell you, you do know this is mature rated, right? And they go, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. Like, that's not, not my problem. I've told you it's mature rated. It says on the box why. If your kid then plays a and grabs a uh, prostitute in Grand Theft Auto Five, and you know, goes to first person mode while that's happening. Not my problem. I told you, you now take full responsibility for what your child plays. So I'm for the removing of ads because it, again, that's not necessarily a parent's choice if a kid wanders into the electronics section. But yeah, they still sell the guns. So again, the, good idea, maybe the wrong time. So yeah, it's weird to be having this conversation again. Uh, No Man's Sky is getting a huge update. Uh, Basically, version 2.0. It's called Beyond. Uh, It's more like 3.0 at this point. It is upgrading from 16 to 32 players in multiplayer. Supports VR, Nexus social space, multiplayer missions, cooking and recipes, cooler aliens. That's a feature, by the way. Uh, Power and logic in industrial bases, and finally, creature taming. Riding and milking. You can milk them now. Good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. I'd like to see No Man's Sky in VR. I think I have the PS4 version digitally. Maybe I should dust off my VR again. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to probably jump in and give it a shot in VR and see where we're I, at. I own it still. Eventually, if I get VR, I'll check it out. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is getting an epilogue in the latest update. Yeah, and some other stuff, too. Uh, uh, I almost called it Shakira, Shadows Die Twice, but it's Sekiro, (laughs) Shadows Die Twice. It's Shakira, Shadows Don't Lie. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, sales has approached 4 million. Olé, olé, olé. (laughs) I I was hoping it was getting an easy mode. (laughs) No, it's never getting just so I could just so I could say I told you it was possible. <laughs> Microsoft in a recent interview with Game Informer, right, Microsoft head of uh, 
what's he head of? Uh, Xbox Studios. Matt Booty. He's head of some bullshit. He's head of some bullshit. It says, Microsoft is open to Double Fine releasing more multi-platform games after Psychonauts 2. This news blew up the Xbox fanboys. <laughs> I saw a tweet over the weekend of somebody like, Why buy a studio if you just go let them release games on other systems? Because they still make money off of those games, dumbass. <laughs> the name of the game is Dollars and Cents. Dollar Dollar Bills, y'all. And if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Why would publishers want to publish stuff on other consoles? Come on. It's the dumbest thing ever. Why would... You think a company would do that? Just want to make more money? (laughs) But I mean, I can't... go out there and try to make more money? But I can't claim the superiority of my plastic box if my games are on other platforms. (laughs) (laughs) My box... Sorry, I about died there. <laughs> Don't die. I'm laughing too hard at this, this fanboy shit's killing me. Don't die, Ken. Please, please don't release my games on other plastic boxes. That's my box. Uh, Gears 5 has gone gold. It has 71 achievements. And by the time the game is done, it will probably have 200 achievements. People still look yep. at achievements. People still want that shit. I I do some like it, I do because sometimes it'll just make me go out of the way to do something else. But for the most part, I don't care. Like complete the game on hard mode. Like no, this game's difficult enough. And then it's always like I complete the game on like super hard mode, and then I'm like that's a definite no. Yeah, I don't doom. <laughs> and then there's multiplayer achievements, and I'm going to play multiplayer, so it's like, yeah, I'm good. If I cared about achievements, I certainly wouldn't spend as much time as I do playing Overwatch because I think I've got most of the ones I'm going to get in that. <laughs> uh, Bungie dates uh, Destiny Two cross save and account link features. Um, the game is also moving, obviously, from Battle.net to Steam. So pretty sure, pretty soon you'll be able to have one character across all versions and play with people all over versions. Interesting. That's cool. I like that. I want every game to do that. Uh, Hello Games is interested in No Man's Sky on the Switch. Good. Man, I bet that run like shit. One hundred percent. It also needs to be on. Run like an ass. Run like an ass. Never seen an ass run. <laughs> oh, shit. Although, I mean, putting a game like that on the Switch is basically the it's—it's uh, it's basically the uh, the reason stuff like No Man's Sky exists, right? It, it came out and was disappointing as hell, so we'll put it on the Switch. It'll be disappointing as hell there too. Oh wow, that's good now, but <laughs> Huck sure wasn't good when I bought it. Uh. Brawlhalla's getting some more characters. You want to guess who they are? Shuffle Knight's already in there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You're not going to get this one. <clears throat> um, but... No, I can't think of the indie titles. <laughs> That's because they're not indie titles. Oh! Oh! There are four... 
WWE superstars. Oh, I'm out. Joining the <laughs> roster of Brawlhalla. Perfect. What game is this? Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla. I don't it's even like, know what Brawlhalla is. It's that free-to-play it's, 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 Smash Brothers clone. Oh. From Ubisoft. One of the characters is The Rock, because of course it is. The Rock, of course Becky it is. The Why Lynch. wouldn't it be The Rock? Becky the Man Lynch, Xavier oh. Lynch, John Cena. Well, so really? there's only three then, right? It's four. That's three. No, it's three, because you can't see John Cena. <laughs> <sighs> True. <laughs> How do you know he's in the game? Exactly. You have no idea. Because you fucking hear the... <laughs> yeah. That's how you know. One. Oh, shit. Shit, 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 shit. The ESA. Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo will start requiring developers to disclose loot box odds. Because Good. knowing the percentage of what I'm not going to get is really going to change things. <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's the McDonald's thing. You have to put how many calories. No one gives a shit. Nobody looks at that. I do. Do you really? I do. That's huh. not a joke. I was just at McDonald's the other day and had to check because I'm, I'm in the process of trying to lose some poundage. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I ended up at McDonald's because it was the... I was... I did a um, charity event at Fort Knox, and it was the only thing around there to eat. So I had to try and figure out what I could eat and still feel like I wasn't going to die. I mean, I feel like I'm going to die after every meal, but <laughs> well, when you when you get used to um, eating like turkey sandwiches and stuff, uh, that big old greasy McDonald's hamburger makes you want to makes you feel like your entire insides are just going to come out. I can imagine, yeah. If, you, if you're if you used to putting healthy stuff in your body and then you eat some big nasty-ass cheeseburger, yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this, uh, this ES. So the ESA's got a lot of problems right now. Probably the biggest problem that they have is that uh, they kind of leaked a bunch of people's personal information. I think the list was upwards of like 2,000 people were on that list. This included names, phone numbers, home addresses. And it was just out on a website, on a spreadsheet. Well, my understanding yep. is you had to log in, get the spreadsheet, but the link that you... <laughs> once you logged in... Yeah, the link was just available. The link it? was... You could just copy the link and put it somewhere. Yep. And a bunch of journalists and media people had to change their phone numbers... Um, Move. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, for a show that's been on the decline and on life support, according to some people, for the last few years, this does not help. No, it does not. So, the question is, is will anybody even feel comfortable registering for the event next year? And shit, who's going to show up? Because if, you know, Microsoft did something during E3, but you know they technically weren't there. Really? They were not on the show floor. They were in the Microsoft I mean, Theater across the street. There, there's, there really is no point to this this thing anymore, really. It's true. I, I, did, I didn't find anything super like exciting out of that, because I either knew what was coming, or there was stuff that I was engaging with at the time anyway, so there's no point of getting excited for things that are a year away. I just, 
I've always said there are too many conventions every year. I feel like we just need like one or two really big ones. I kind of liked the E3 slash Gamescom thing. Like that felt like a good balance of two very big shows during the... Like before summer started so we could see all the fall games and then kind of the Gamescom thing so we could see, you know, what's coming next year. Like that's that was kind of a nice cadence. But now I feel like there's an event every month at least. Paris Game Show packs. There's like four. four different packs. Yeah, there's four PAXs. There's GDC, which is not as big as it used to be. There's Gamescom, which, by the way, Gamescom is next week. GDC feels like it's gone back to what it was supposed to be. Yeah, which is good. That's what it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the packs. Game um, Awards, which has turned into yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, there's just there's just an event constantly. And then Microsoft has their XO events. Sony, until last year, was doing, you know, PlayStation Experience. Paris Games Week or whatever. Then there's Tokyo Game Show. Yep. Um, there's a lot of conventions, man. A yeah, lot. Yeah. yeah, and when it's one a month, yeah. yeah. <sighs> All right. I know Anthony and I are going to have a debate on this next topic. I tweeted about this. I have a lot to say, but DuckTales Remastered is being delisted from digital services on August 9th, which means it's gone. Seems like some bullshit. It is. I I do not disagree with that statement. I understand it because it is a licensed property. My only thing that I'm upset about with, like, legitimately, I don't... It's a licensed property, so I knew it was going to go away, like... It's kind of disappointing that Capcom wouldn't try to renew, but you've had how many years to buy a blah, 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 blah. Um... I'm not. I wasn't. I was never upset. It just. It was like it just legitimized the reason why I bought it on disc because I knew it was going to go away. So I bought a, a disc copy for next to nothing. Like I bought it for maybe ten dollars online, like a year or two ago. It was off of Amazon, so it wasn't very long ago. Um, it, my thing was I want. I asked Capcom on Twitter when they on their announcement or whatever, and there was no response. What does that mean about the? Uh, afternoon collection, Disney Afternoon collection, because it's got two DuckTales games on it. Like, I don't know what was happening. There seemed to be no response, so I assume it, sta- it stayed. Like, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if that one's gone or not. My <clears throat> my argument about this, and I tweeted it, and I had a lot of very good responses, and I had a couple of responses of, like, exactly why I was tweeting it. People just... People just jump to the chicken little bullshit because they do. Because the first thing I see when this goes up is like, this is why I don't buy digital. This is why I don't... And I'm just like, if this game was so important to you, why are you just now buying it? Like, if a game meant something to me, I bought it at launch or I bought it at some point. Not to mention that this game has been on sale for like $3.75 so many fucking times. It's on sale yeah. more than... What's that game that's on sale every week? Burnout Paradise Remastered? <laughs> like, that game is on sale for $5 every week. If you don't own it at this point, you don't want it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, also, there was a video... because um, Of course there was. While I don't... I like David Jaffe. A lot of people don't like him. But he did a video about this particular subject, and it was he was playing DuckTales in his browser. 
at the time. Nice. Basically saying, you know, like, your game ain't going nowhere, chill the fuck out. Which is kind of what I was going on about. Like, people are like, well, we need this for video game conservation. I'm like, I'm pretty sure DuckTales is available just about everywhere. It's not hard to get a hold of a copy of this. Pe- people have made copies of this game. It- it's out there. So don't give me the preservation thing because that copy that you bought on the Wii U from Walmart for $4.50, you're not conserving that. You're buying it because you think the fucking sky is falling. Yeah, it's collector mentality. It's not preservation. No, it's not preservation. Don't give me the preservation speech because people have found ways to play the Matrix online. Okay? I don't know why you would want to, but okay. Uh, no, I don't either. But people like to save. Sh- I'm sure there's somebody out there with like a mag project. No. Okay, I understand the Matrix one far in comparison to the mag one. But I'm sure somebody's doing it. You're right. You're right. And and it's 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 people like okay. The thing that we should really be upset about is that like there is no imperpetuity clause that because like. It, and and there's been bigger issues like the Alien vs Predator game um, from Capcom, like the old beat 'em ups that were arcade games that we don't see. Um, it's stuff like that that, especially when it's an arcade board, because someone has to own it and pay a lot of money for it and then dump it instead of just taking a little bit of data. Sure. Um, there's a lot more to that. Getting someone to basically give up, you know, thousand plus dollars of money that they spent and then hand it over, sort of for free, for preservation. That's when we start to get into the issue of like single ownership ones. But the real problem we have is all the online content nowadays is not saved. So I don't know. I'm blanking on a really great example actually you know what no man's sky we talked about that earlier how long are those servers going to be around as soon as those servers are gone that game the disc what's on the disc doesn't matter it wasn't like a day one patch like remember if you played that game day one it was trash let's be honest with ourselves that game was not good and that was with the patch what's on the disc is apparently even worse sure and it has less inventory space. What is being preserved there? You have to get all that stuff from the server to preserve that game. But the server is owned by the you know Hello Games or whatever. So at some point, all that stuff that's on the server will be lost when they decide to shut it down. Um, EA's famous for it. Uh, you know, th- this is where the preservation talk comes in. Buying your copy of DuckTales to have it forever, okay, that's that's a self-preservation. That has nothing to do with video game preservation. You just want it on your shelf, and that's fine. I totally understand it. Maybe DuckTales is your favorite game, and you're worried it'll be de- delisted and then removed from your account entirely, <laughs> which is not what's happening here. Yeah, but that's... But that's you had how many years to buy it? That's, that's kind of my point right there. It's like, if it was your favorite game and you loved it so much, why the fuck don't you own exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> um, now, now, if you bought it digitally... And you're now a little bit concerned and you're buying a copy. That's a different story. But most of the people that were complaining about, like, I have to buy a copy or whatever, or I'm waiting, uh, I can't buy a copy till Friday, and that's when it's being delisted. Okay, you can't buy it till Friday. This game has not been, this game's lifespan was not a week. 
they sold I, this game was available when I worked at Target. That was six years ago. Like, come the fuck on. Even I'm like, even I who buys buys physical shit that has an issue, who's fully willing to admit it. Like, you know what? Sometimes fucking write it off like as a loss. What like what else are you gonna do? And part of the somebody pointed out um, on a podcast I listened to like the reason why this is probably being pulled down is yeah the license is up um, for this particular version and this is the old DuckTales cast they have a new DuckTales now it doesn't flow with the rest of what Disney is putting out so you know I mean, it's not sold as a classic it just says DuckTales and it's not the same voice it's not the same design like there's a reason why stuff gets removed. But if you're upset that it's not there anymore, well, like, think of how many fucking superhero games. Again, years to buy it. It's on you. Here's one of the weirdest things for me. This is only in consoles. There are not, at least not many, physical versions of PC games, period. That is almost an entirely 100% digital storefront. Yep. Nobody cries about it on that side. It's easier to buy it for those. But it's not that hard. I mean, we just talked earlier today. Me and Ryan, he has a retro pie. I have a PlayStation Classic. Yeah, but but you're not playing a PS3 game on there, Ken. I mean, I will be in ten years. You're right, but like, <laughs> that's not how right. these people think. <laughs> no, of course that's not how they think. They think about they think about these games. It's all the chicken little shit. It's in their head. But, like, we're working on PS3 emulation right now, uh, 360 emulation. There's people that are working on PS4 emulation, which is crazy to sure, think about. Sure, sure. Um, this stuff just keeps going know, on. Dolphin and... plays Wii U. Like, that's how you get all the Shrek mods into... Um... I'd be okay if we didn't preserve the Wii U. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just sure, kidding. Whatever, I'm but, just kidding. But, like, you know, that's the reason why Breath of the Wild has a bunch of mods that you can see online. Um, it, it's... This is a dumb one to get upset about. You knew. You knew. Like, just a word to the wise for anybody in the future. If it's licensed and you have some interest in it, buy it right away or shut the fuck up. Yeah, I have a digital copy. That's the best way I can describe it. Because everything disappears. And and then, like, right now I have, for some reason, some weird interest in the Legend of Spyro games, which is a series I never engaged with. Because it was like, that's not Spyro. Elijah Wood playing Spyro. And now I can't get it because it's not like they preserved any of this stuff. How to play Spyro? So it's just like... But again, like, okay. I should have bought it, though, if I really wanted at the time. Now, that's not even a licensed one. That's just where the license switched to Activision eventually. No, I don't... I don't I don't have enough time to play the games I bought yesterday, let alone the games yeah. I bought ten years ago. I, just, I don't know how many times you have to go through the it's being delisted talk to be like, What's, if you want a game, buy it when it comes out. My favorite my favorite is that there's still one example everybody uses every single time this conversation comes out. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Scott Pilgrim. This is a great game. I found what about it that? What's the What's the, the demo that everybody talks about? Oh, PT. Yeah. PT that you can't play anymore anyways because it's been removed. You have to de- disconnect your PS4 from online. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, I have and like that's a... one that's been remade almost. Like, and and I don't know how they did it. Even 
so here's they've done a really good job of remaking that. So the uh, the Scott Pilgrim one's a weird one, but like, and I know it's nobody's favorite, but like, no one complains about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games consistently because there's ways to emulate them. Can I? I, that, I just, that, that was removed from Xbox. I just I know it's nobody's favorite, but reshelled. Yeah, yeah, it's totally gone, totally. And you know what? I haven't lost any sleep over it, and. Neither am I. As much as I play a game like Overwatch, if they shut it down tomorrow, I would just find something else to play. I mean, that's life. <laughs> I think everybody should go and and look up um, when massive multiplayer online games shut down. I mean, and, I, I get... And see real disappointment instead of... like These are people that have poured hours into something and have made friends who only play that stuff together. And, yeah, that's that I feel for more than <laughs> I can't play DuckTales. You know, I understand frustration. I don't care if you get frustrated. I really don't. Because I, I will give you a perfect example. So I was, I've been moving my movies to a digital collection recently. And there were I got on a kick where I wanted to start replacing a bunch of my Jackie Chan movies because I'm a huge fan of his cinema. There are two movies that I started looking for that you cannot buy digitally anywhere. And I was super bummed about that. Because they're two of my favorite Jackie Chan movies. But I wasn't out there crying foul of the entire digital movie industry. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, in that particular case... And this is not me. Do they have different names? Well, they have different names, but they're not available anywhere digitally. Oh, okay. As I said, because like some, like I know some of the Jackie Chan um, issue became like names. Same with Godzilla and stuff. Yeah, there's um, the nice thing about having a Roku is that you can search for a movie, and it'll tell you what it's available on on all digital services, whether you can buy it or rent it. Nice. And I went to do that with these two movies, and they are just not available on any platform. Uh, you can buy them on DVD through Amazon, but that kind of defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> do you have them on DVD? I do. I have both yeah, of those you just movies. Just keep the on. DVD and get rid of all the other stuff, right? Like, that's... Sure, sure. But at the same time, and I understand your 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 irritation. But what I'm saying is, like, you still I don't have, have a DVD have. player on every television screen in my house. No, either. I understand that too. So that's also another you big can one. Make a legal backup. Yeah, yeah. Then I got to run a server, and it's just a giant pain. In the yeah, ears. I understand that. I I um, did that at one point. I bought like a four terabyte hard drive and started ripping my DVDs to it, and then it just became more trouble than it was worth. So I just started, I started using Voodoo's uh, disc to digital service, which charges me like two bucks per disc, which is very very convenient. The problem is, is they don't have a license for everything, so you can't like none of my Marvel Cinematic Universe movies I can do it to. Right. Which is a load of shit. Fuck you, Disney. It, it, it's it's <laughs> just like I don't know. It, there's a reason why I buy stuff that I buy, and like to me, the the people complaining specifically about one where they're giving you warning, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Like, why are you getting upset with them? They are literally telling you, like, hey, look, the license is going up. Buy them if you want them now. We have a set date. I appreciated it when Pinball Arcade offered it. It was something like, I don't know about pinball. And then I'm like, I really like pinball. So I ended up buying all the tables before they were discontinued because I didn't know at that time it wasn't announced that Zen had the license for the Williams stuff. Um, But I was like, I want to play this in a better form than the um, sort of emulation of pinball 
that was that's free, um, which is a little bit more rough, but does the job. Um, but I, like, I don't know what to say to the people complaining. Yeah, it sucks, and I understand that. But like, this is one of the best case scenarios for something being delisted. You know, and has nothing to do with digital. If it was on a store shelf, they'd pull all the copies and then they do a uh, field destroy. Like, that's how this works. This is nothing new. All right, moving on. The next news story is 100% Wombat. I'll be very interested on your take on this. Okay. So 2K and Ukes have split. Ukes <laughs> uh, has left the 2K publisher. Okay. Uh, they will no longer be working on the WWE games, and instead will be those games will now be developed internally at Visual Concepts, while Ukes has split off to create their own wrestling game. Okay, um, so if I had to take a guess, I'm not 100% sure on this, but obviously if I had to take a guess, there's really only a couple major um, wrestling promotions left in the world. Um, and uh, the folks at AEW have been teasing uh, a new wrestling game for a while. I do know, though, that the folks at AEW have been teasing uh, a wrestling game in the style of um, No Mercy and um, uh, WrestleMania 2000, that, that style of game, um, because they're all uh, big nerds. And, a, uh, okay, so that's a good thing? 100% that's a good okay. thing. That, those games were amazing. Um, those were the N64 ones? Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, and so, yeah, there's been a... Um, over the last several years, there's been a lot of people begging for that style of game to come back. Um, and obviously it, it hasn't. Um, and we'll, we'll have to see what happens. It would be somebody else making it, not Sin Sophia. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it's... Um, <laughs> Quite honestly, it's good for the WWE um, that Ukes isn't going to be making their games anymore because they've been <laughs> pretty, pretty much universally disappointing. <laughs> um, but uh, at the same time, you know, it, it means that um, Ukes will be free up to make somebody else's games. So we'll see what that is. And if it is AEW, I'm going to be very disappointed because um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they put out there, and Ukes would not be who I would want. So maybe they'll just make a generic wrestling game in so, the Fire Pro vein where it's not real wrestlers, um, just, you know, wrestlers that kind of look like real wrestlers. <laughs> so now, I heard uh, a little inside baseball about this story, and this is probably true on a lot of developer fronts. So dating back as far as THQ, the bigwigs behind the WWE games learned something very, very important to them is that those games will sell regardless of quality. Oh, 100%. So they stopped putting a lot of money into those games years ago. Not a shock at all. Yeah. And and from my understanding, Ukes only like builds the basic engine of it. Um, and visual concepts, the people that are taking over are the ones who sort of build the rest of the game. So, like, Ukes only sort of builds the framework, from my understanding of what I've heard. Um, so Ukes does the sort of hard part of it, and then the rest of it is cobbled together by Visual Concepts, who's now doing I, the whole thing. 
I'm sure that's the case, but here's the thing. Um, if 2K isn't stupid, and I'm reasonably confident they aren't stupid, um, nobody knows that. Nobody knows what you just said. Mm. Right? The, the general consensus is Ux is the problem. Um, they now have an opportunity to say, to try and um, build goodwill with the WWE video game fan base by saying, hey guys, look, you know, you guys have been saying that the games were stale and they needed to be transferred to somebody else. Well, guess what? Ukes isn't in control anymore. <laughs> and it would be dumb of them to have that opportunity and not make some fundamental changes to the series. Yeah. They, because whether they or not Visual Concepts it. has been the one building it this whole time, Ukes is the one who gets all the blame. Well, apparently Visual so, Concepts is the one that is doing this year's. Like, this has already happened, apparently. Yeah, Which, but they they yeah, obviously yeah, didn't do all of it. Nobody's going to know that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this, I have a question for you. When did wrestling games get bad? I, I'm just comparing, because maybe Ukes is... As soon as they went to... Well, I shouldn't say that. So, um... PlayStation the, 2 era? E, that's, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so some, of the games in, <laughs> some of the games in the PlayStation 2 era, era were actually really good, though. Um, they were just... See, the, the thing about wrestling games, and it's the thing about the entire industry, is you used to have a lot of variety in wrestling games, um, not only because you had multiple uh, um, wrestling companies, right? But also... Because um, wrestling games used to be different depending on what console you played them on. So even WWE, playing a WWE game on N64 was completely different than playing a WWE game on PlayStation. I right? think you mean WWF at the time. Yes, at the time. Um, uh, before they got the F out. WWF Smackdown for PlayStation. Yep. Was that good or bad? Uh, depends on who you ask. I felt like it was pretty good for its time. Uh, but it's a completely different style than okay. sort of what I like in wrestling games. I like my yeah. wrestling games to be a little slower and more methodical. Because they did SmackDown, Smackdown was, Royal Rumble for the Dreamcast. Which was terrible. So it's Ukes that's the issue. Because I was going to say, I'll defend you because I liked their Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. I thought that was actually better than um, the main thing. But from the sounds of it, it's Ukes that is the problem. So. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see Visual Concepts build a wrestling game next year because aren't they the same team that does the NBA 2K games? Uh, I believe you're right. So it's like you got two games you got to pump out. Couldn't swear to that, but I believe you're right. They yeah. definitely work on other sports titles for uh, 2K. 2K um, only has basketball. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Sorry. NBA, they, I mean, yep. they used NBA, to build yep. all of them. Like they used to have hockey and college basketball and football. And Visual Concepts was always all of those teams. But when 2K basically said, "You know what? The only thing we actually excel at is basketball," and they lost yep. the license to football, they they just kind of went to making basketball yeah. games. They assisted, so they did it back in like I was looking at their Australia, um, and it says like assisted Ukes on WWE 2K14 and stuff, but. Uh, of course, like in 2014, they had NHL 2K come out on Android and iOS, which they assisted Virtuos um, and stuff. So that's the reason why I was saying it. But yeah, they, they're they the ones that do all their other sports stuff, uh, 
dating back apparently and then now just NBA. So those games have been good except for the trans microtransactions from my understanding. Yeah, Visual Concepts has always been a solid sports game developer. Mm-hmm. So I have Let's no see doubt. Juggle. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Maybe they'll finally be good wrestling games again. We'll see. I bet here's here's a little piece of trivia. I bet you didn't know. I bet Ryan knows, but I bet you didn't know anything. Did you know that Microsoft had an exclusive WWE game? What? I did. You know who built oh. it? I don't remember who built it. It was called WWF Raw, and then they also made Raw Two. Studio Gigante. Oh, that was Studio Gigante. And if you don't, You're know right. who, if, you don't if you don't know who they are, that was the other guy that made Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yep. John Tobias, right? Yep, because they did yep. Tao Fang, Fist of the Lotus, and then they built they two did WWE Tao Fang as well, and games. I made fun of you a lot for liking Tao Fang as much oh, as you did. I still like Tao Fang. Which one was this? I'm sorry. Tao Fang was an Xbox fighting game. Uh, the the big the big selling point for Tao Fang at the time was uh, visual um, damage on the fighters. And limb so breaking. as they fought, they'd get yeah. bruised up or bloodied or whatever. And then it had environmental damage too, didn't it? It had environmental damage and it also had limb damage. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It was not. It had some cool stuff in it. From my perspective, I didn't think it was a very good game. Ken and I disagree on that. I don't think it plays great. I just thought it was okay. cool. No, I I still think it does not play well. It's like the war gods of its time. <laughs> war gods, man. I was just thinking about war gods the other day. As funny as it is for you to say that, I just played war gods the other day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that game. You know what other game I was thinking of the other day oh. was. Um, Iron and Blood, the Might and oh, fighting game. God, that game was so bad. Yeah, it's real bad. The best but, thing about that game is the Goblin and his voice lines. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I uh, I as bad as that game is when it when I was younger and it first came out, I actually enjoyed that game. Well, I mean, who wouldn't enjoy the premise of a D and D fighting game? Right. <sighs> I don't know. PlayStation 1, man. A lot of weird fucking games on it. Yep, a lot of weird fucking games on that system. Alright, you want to do some Twitter? I'm going to do some Twitter. Blue Apple Blue tweeted to this and said, Walmart decided to remove displays of violent video games and movies in its stores. Will you guys continue reviewing violent video games? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I Generally, my the stuff I review, like, I the say, stuff I ask for is generally not violent. It's, so... Why would I stop reviewing violent video games? I'm not... Do you think gaming behavior can be used as a red flag to catch shooters? Like if he killed the sex worker or go on a killing spree? I'm assuming he's referring to like... No, it's not real. Some Grand Theft Auto shit. I'd argue argue if the person starts thinking it's real, regardless of what it is, television, movies, maybe music to some extent, I'm not sure how that would work out, but I'm sure... Somebody's lost their mind. Um, well, Helter Skelter, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you know, people people that think that fictional things are real. There's bigger issues there, but I guess that's a warning sign. But it has nothing to do with video games directly. It's the grasp of reality that's uh, the warning sign. Yeah, I knew we weren't going to get away this week without a tweet about it, but thanks. Gambus Khan for tweeting 
Because now I've got people asking me, is GamusCon coming back? My ear holes need it. That's from Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. You can tweet well, out. Your ear holes are going to have to wait. Yeah, like, don't you think that if I could get him back on the show, I would, because that would increase our audience by, like, 6,000%. <laughs> yeah, so like another three alive. people. <laughs> I could bring him back. I would dump Anthony in a second. I got it. <laughs> Anthony, we love Anthony. you, Anthony. There's room enough for both. Yeah, Anthony gets a DM. But if you talk Jason's over back. Campus, fuck out. I'll kill you. I'll, I'll stab your face. Curtis writes in, says, "Afternoon, fellas. Hope all is well." Saw an article about Konami re-releasing Metal Gear Solid Five and calling it Demon Edition, with a lot of changes. From what I read, it seems to be true, and I hope it. I hope it is because we'll finally get a better MGS Five with an ending. What are your thoughts? I uh, wouldn't hold my breath. So the thing that would interest for the me second part of that, I, I have no idea if they'll end up re-releasing it or not. But I would not hold my breath on it actually getting a satisfying ending. I've heard I've heard about this this rumor as well. Um, the rumor when I read it on Reddit, which is not necessarily the I, I don't know. I, I have my I have my disbelief on this, but. Um, it, they said they were bringing back potentially the actor that played um, Big Boss in Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but this is Konami, and it's some weird... It's a weird idea, so potentially... You know you know what I, I want more I'm than in. this? Sorry? You know what I want more than this? I want a fucking HD re-release of MGS4. It's only available on one console. Yeah. Yeah, and let me... Let me fast forward those, <laughs> those fucking sequences. Ah, oh, the movies. Metal Gear Solid Four is eighty percent movie. Yeah, and and it's honestly the best thing you can do is cut down some of that because just the nonsense of dialogue at times. <laughs> monkey in a diaper. Yeah, do I need to talk to the guy that like just get me <laughs> let me buy some guns off of him already? <laughs> Monkey in a diaper. <laughs> that game. Still not that good. So that game has one of the most memorable moments though is when you're riding back in the Shadow Moses and it plays the song. Spoiler yeah, You had to play all the rest of that shit just for that song. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I am I, I love Metal Gear. I cannot stand Metal Gear Four. I, I just love, think I it's so it's such a pretentious Watch, like, watch Hideo Kojima jerk off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like at stuff. least as silly as the story, and as 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 disappointing, I should say, not silly, as disappointing as the story in MGS Five was. At least the game was awesome. MGS Four um, plays really well by comparison. Yeah, to the but it's, when it when it, it, plays. it plays well when it's it plays well for doing what it's doing. But what it's doing isn't that interesting. Yeah, I, the game itself is not that interesting. I I enjoyed a lot of the wrap up, but yeah, I still want to be able to play it again because I'm not hooking up my PS3. I'm just not. I and mean, sit through that freaking install again. And the fucking not just the install, the download and the install, and then right. fucking oh my god that. You remember when you installed that game when you originally Shit got sucks. it, and you had to watch him smoke a cigarette while installing? Yep, you sure did have to watch him smoke a cigarette. Oh you my! Sure did. God, that was the dumbest thing ever. Yep. 
Uh, I don't know. Whatever they release Metal Gear, I'll probably buy it. So it don't really matter. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, if you're like me and you really hate the dumb shit that's said in those series, um, 5 cuts down <laughs> a lot on that. And it's mostly game. Yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. It's that's uh, Metal Gear Five is. Um, I, I think yes, it's got all the same kind of goofy shit. Not all of it, but it's got some goofy shit in it. But the gameplay to goofy shit quotient is, in my opinion, the best in Five since the very first one. Justin says, what are some, I'm going to try to read this, like I've read this tweet like four times and every time I think the wording is just weird. What are some game series you absolutely love, but haven't best every entry? I think he, so best he means to beat. beat. So I think it was probably a, a misspelling anyways, because the A and S are very similar, but best works as well. Okay, so haven't beat every entry. My biggest one would be Metroid, Hunters, and Federation Force. So do you say biggest in, biggest game series or favorite game series? Just as some game series you absolutely oh. love, but you haven't oh, okay. beat every entry. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to think about that for a second. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a series that I haven't beat. Uh, okay, so um, Ultima, for me, is probably the biggest Ultima. one. Rough. Uh, yeah, um... But uh, yeah, that I, that's one of my favorite series of all time. But I have not I have not beat all of them for sure. Um, Jack uh, and Daxter for me. I never played Jack X Combat Racing. You can't really beat that. I, I don't know. I've never even tried it. I have it on my PS4 now. I've never bought it because it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted from a Jack and Daxter game. But at the same time, I also didn't buy Ratchet Deadlocked, which. Was more of Ratchet and Clank. I just never got into that title. I have it on my PS3 now. But, um... I mean, there's not a lot. If I had to pick one, it'd probably be Zelda because of all the GBA and Game Boy games I never. Oh played. yeah, that's a good one too. Because yeah, I haven't beat all the Zeldas. I mean, I've beat all the main console ones and some of the portable ones, but a lot of the portable ones I've never beat. Double O Seven series. I've played. Uh... Like as soon as you get to the PS3, I'm I'm out. I haven't played them. You can play the Goldeneye remake. PS1 games. Sorry. You can play the Goldeneye remake. Nope. I have it. Haven't played it. Played it on the DS of all things. Oh lord, I'm sorry. It's Yikes. actually okay. Surprisingly. I mean that game itself was actually okay. Uh, the DS controls like Metroid Prime Hunters for the most part. Um, which I, I love. I think that's a fantastic game. But that's actually another one. Uh, Metroid Prime. I played 1, 2, Hunters, and never played 3. I played through 1, 2, 3. I didn't play through Hunters. Hunters is something you can skip. I, I, I love it. I love that game because it, it, the boss fights suck, but the when you run into another Hunter, that game became becomes a lot better. But, um, like, if... if the cutting room floor, uh, which is a like wiki of cut content and bugs and stuff, and regional differences. Uh, they describe their stuff like the articles for different games in like less than a paragraph. And the one they have for Metroid Prime Hunt, pretty accurate. It's like it's a mediocre game that features the 
the same few bosses over and over and over again. Yep. Um, what would be the best way to play retro games on modern TVs? FrameMeister, an NT console, an expensive adapter like the Eon Super 64, or a Retron 5 for save states? I'm, I don't care about any other... Do not buy the Eon N64 adapter. It's expensive, and it's a piece of junk. It's like $150, isn't it? It's $150, and it's uh, when opened up, someone opened it up, It's it looks like a bootleg uh, Game Boy Advance game. Um, a, you shouldn't see epoxy on a board, ever. That's a cheap way of doing something. Um it, it's it's it, like if you open up a bootleg uh, Game Boy Advance cartridge, they use epoxy rather than actual like they, there's stuff in there, but it's not the chips. Um, it's it's a crap way of doing stuff. Um, it's also way more expensive. There's an alternative that I cannot remember. Um, I'll ask my friend what it's called again, but uh, it's the same thing. But it's a uh, hundred dollars, which is far more reasonable. I know it sounds weird because it's only fifty dollar jump, but. I mean, uh, it's for a what it is, and it's a better quality. Um, a frame meister is too much. Uh, unless you have the money, I wouldn't spend it. Um, honestly, emulation or um, even just buying the pound cable—it's it, twenty-five bucks, and you can play your actual console on the uh, on a uh, flat screen. I think it's—I think it's a matter of what you're looking for, as opposed to what is the best, because the best is always going to be the original. On a frame meister on yeah. a flat screen, but as but far as frame... like what you're what you're looking for, like do you care? Like are you like me and you don't really care about the traditional experience? Then you're fine with something like a Retron or a Polymega or even like a PlayStation Classic or a RetroPie because they're just doing software emulation. If yeah. you're if you're doing retro, uh, like honestly, I'd recommend a retro Pi or and you know what I I know we talked about this before, but the, even the Polymega appears to be doing a better job of being accurate than uh, a Retron ever has. Sure, so, Retron is not as accurate as you want it to be, for sure. Uh, so, I mean, if you're willing to spend the money, um, just realize that the Polymega does not come with cartridge base. Yeah, you have to buy those, and you have to buy That's those a bit separately. Rough. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're willing to spend that money, and you're only console, then... You know, um, the analog is probably your best option. But if you have the original hardware, you don't care about image fidelity. Um, you just want to be able to play the stuff on a newer television. Uh, like I said, just buy yourself the what I think it's like twenty five bucks for a pound cable. Is it the best image quality? No, but for what the for the price of it, it's way better than spending way more for something you don't really care about. A frame meister, they don't make them anymore. Um, or the the ending production on them, so it's super expensive. You're going to be paying more just because more people want them. Um, they're already expensive as is, and now that they're not making anymore, the demand's going to go up on what's left for sale. So I wouldn't even recommend that. Plus, that's a lot of work. You have to get SCART cables for everything, and it's a nightmare. Um, you know it. it the only thing you have to really worry about with emulation, and I've brought it up before, the only thing is rhythm games. That's the only thing where you really start to notice the lag. Otherwise, most of the time, it's not super noticeable unless you're counting. And let's be honest, I don't even do that. So it's uh, 
if you're just looking to just buy the $25 pound cable, unless you really want to play like the disc stuff. And then I'd look into the Polymega. Yeah. The disc stuff is going to be a little more complex. Well, and not only that, but again, like, they can pull off the simulation, everything working, or at least nobody gives a shit about the doom on Saturn type of thing, you know, but like the, the games that are stuck on that console, if all of it can be emulated, um, then it's worth the money right out of the box. But I, I, I want to know what works with it. There's been something like well, that. we'll find out this fall. I think they're going to send me one. I'm going to be yeah. super stoked about that because I'm, I want to, I want to play with it. I've got, I've got cases of games that I can pop into this thing. Um, there are they two recommendations I have, uh, for anybody looking to play old consoles. The Eon HDMI connector for the GameCube uh, is worthwhile. I have um, something very similar. Um, it came out before that, um, but uh, the the actual image quality out of that is fantastic. Um, I don't know the price on those, unfortunately. I think they're about the same as what they want for the um, N64 and doesn't put out the same quality image. So, um, But uh, that is a very nice uh, piece of hardware if you want the GameCube stuff. Uh, it, it, it's cheaper than the um, uh, component cables that were Nintendo brand. So that's the best alternative for that. And then if you're looking to play Dreamcast uh, N64, Retro Fighters have these controllers where they've sort of put them into the shape of a GameCube controller. So the analog stick is up on the left-hand side. Um, and the... Well, in the Dreamcast, you put the, um, what is it called? The VMU? VMUs, yeah. Yeah, they go in the center still, um, but the cable comes out of the controller on the top rather than the bottom, and they've kind of reworked it so it's a little bit more comfortable to hold. The NCC4 one looks basically the same, uh, so you don't have that three-pronged monstrosity anymore. Um, and it basically looks like a GameCube controller uh, without the extra analog stick. Uh, they give you two Z... Uh, sorry. Canadian uh, Z triggers on the top, um, so you can use it on either uh, your left or right hand side. That's worth looking into if you want to play these old games because sometimes the controller's terrible to go back to as well. All right, uh, Curtis wants to know. Just, but start... just let me let me oh, throw ahead. out there real quick. Um, as I mentioned, if you are interested in doing RetroPie or Raspberry Pi emulation, um, for now, from my perspective. Your, your best bet is either to wait and buy a Raspberry Pi 4, um, but wait until RetroPie is updated so that yours isn't just sitting around like mine is because it could be months before they're done. Um, or just go ahead and buy a Raspberry Pi 3 um, and um, use RetroPie on that because RetroPie has RetroArch and Emulation Station already built into them, and it is super easy to get up and running within 20 minutes on um, emulation for just about any console you could want. Yep. It is going to be HDMI though, so um, you're going to have you're going to you're going to have all the same drawbacks you'll have trying to project any old game on an HDMI capable device. Curtis says, it just started playing AC Odyssey, and I must say I'm liking it so far. Any AC, recommend- game. Uh, any AC recommendations after I finish Odyssey? I only finished Brotherhood. 
Uh, yeah, you should play Origins, but honestly, you should have played Origins before Odyssey, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's hard to go back to Origins. After yeah, it Odyssey. is hard to go back, it's but also it, hard to go back. Game is really good. Black um, Flag. Black Flag is still a good game, though. Yeah, Black is, Flag is still a good game, especially if you're into right? pirates at all. I I'd argue it's good if even if you're not into pirates as much, the exploration in Black Flag is fantastic. It is. It's true. The diving into the, the deep sea diving. Yeah, that stuff game. like that. That game was so it's good. Awesome. It is. It is very good. Um, the um, um, and uh, I would also say, just in terms of traditional Assassin's Creed games, um, the if you're not interested in going back to the Ezio trilogy, which is kind of the uh, where the, the thing really jumped off, because um, I don't the first Assassin's Creed game is so much different than any of the rest of them. Um, I would recommend uh, Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Which Could was the last me. one? Uh, was the last one under the old um, uh, style, uh, and it's it's really good. The story in that's really good. The characters are really good as well, and it's got one of the better villain, villains in the series. And the add-on content adds Jack the Ripper and stuff. It does. That's correct. It's always cool. Dustin wants to know what's the worst name you've heard to describe the female anatomy. I saw someone call it. A ham wallet. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really want to get into that, if I'm being honest. If you really want the best, there's a Bloodhound Gang song, as there should be, <laughs> that goes through all of that. It's on Hefty Fine. And the only one on it that I remember that makes me chuckle is the Squish Mitten. The what? The Squish Mitten. Squish Mitten. Okay. <laughs> Wow. But there's a whole song, and he literally does the male and the female in different names, like the Ram Rocket, you know. It's, there's a whole song about it. Go listen to that. Bloodhound Gang usually has your female anatomy covered. I was going to say, it sounds like Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what they're there for. I mean, they serve a purpose. They do a civic duty. It's fine. Curtis wants to know, you had one wish to live forever, and you had to be a video game console. Which one would it be for the rest of your life, and why? <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> I'd be a GameCube, because that shit ain't never going to die. It's true. It ain't never going to break. Gonna, I was going to say the NES, and then I could feel important. <laughs> yeah, but you just have to get cleaned all the time, because you don't work. It's never, the, it's never the console that's the issue. It's the connectors on the, the games, generally. Yeah, but you still got to take the console apart, and clean it, because you've you've made the console connectors can get dirty. Yeah, yeah. I've got to take one man. apart and clean the console connectors too. It's not just the games. Although you're right, the games are the ones that get dirty faster. You could probably kick a GameCube through like a field goal, and that shit would still work. Yeah, I dropped I love one my GameCube. Yeah, I dropped one down a flight of wooden stairs once. <laughs> and the, the <laughs> stairs were broken. Yeah, the, the GameCube worked fine. I mean, it's just. Fucking thing had a handle on it. Yeah. You gotta be careful, because a lot of the newer consoles, like, uh, was it the Xboxes are getting ready to explode, right? And the PSPs? Because the battery... Oh, the original Xbox? Yeah. Yeah, if yours hasn't already exploded, it probably will it's soon. The, um, not explode, it just melts. It yeah. leaks, yeah. One of the resistors or something. I don't know, the yeah. resistors. Um, capacitors leak. Yeah, and, and the, P- the, board. the PSPs... And the PSP batteries expand to the point where they will push the back... Off the PSP, I only know from experience. Yeah, yeah. Game Boy, here's a fun one. Game Boy Advance SPs, the same thing are happening. 
Yeah, it's not shocking. Those batteries inside, yeah. Oh, but I don't like using AA batteries. Let me tell you, when you run out of charge, you can just, you know, can't, uh, and you don't have a plug anywhere, you can just change out those batteries when the, the thing dies. I mean, the obvious, that rechargeable. the obvious answer is obviously a Nintendo console, because those things are built like tanks. Yep. You know, so N64, Super Nintendo, GameCube, all them bitches are going to work for the rest of their lives. True. Uh, Dustin says, I still think one of the most messed up things Ken has ever done is throw away his game cases for the 360. Ah, see? I'm not alone. No, I think it's messed up too, if I'm being honest. I did it for all my DVDs. I couldn't do it for my games. Says, I mean, you couldn't donate those to a local game store, at least? If I'm no buying... one game store was taking them. Yeah, that no, I can tell those. you right now. I mean, um, if I'm buying old disc games, I would like to have the original case, but it's amazing how many people throw those away. It's called Space... My friend, it's called space. You have no idea how much space I saved in my office by getting rid of all those fucking cases. I had like 400 360 games. Used to take up a whole wall. Now they take up a shelf. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think it's also important to note that you uh, would get review stuff. So, I mean, the amount of games you have, I don't know if they would send you full copies. I mean, back case, in the 360, yeah, back in the 360 days, we got disc copies. We got physical copies. And that would, yeah, I mean, when it's uh, 100 games, maybe I can understand, but yeah, 400. Most people don't have that much shit, yeah. Like, I stored all my Blu-rays away, too, because I just, I just can't, man. But you're also not going and selling your games, right? No, like, no, they're all just fucking archived, man. I like yeah. my wife asked me the other day why I have like stacks of uh those big CD wallets that you can buy like stored in the top of my closet. They're full of DVDs and like classic games like my 3DO collection, my Sega CD, PS1, you know, Saturn, all that stuff is in CD wallets in the top of the closet. And you know how easy it will be for me to yank those out and install them into the Polymega when it arrives, and then I can put them back in the CD wallet and put it back in the closet. Boom! Boom. Dustin also says, I haven't heard a Bob Dylan cover in a while. What, when is the Patreon going live? And he, 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 and Fucking wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. It could have been a Bob Dylan, so. Justin wants to know, list your favorite game of all the generations you had all or the most of... What? List your favorite game of all the generations you had all or most of the consoles during that time. I don't... Am I reading... I don't know. I don't know what that means. Okay, he wants you to list the favorite game from the generation you had all... Consoles. I've had so every okay. to compare. So find a generation you had all the consoles for, and say the favorite games from it. I I did that every generation. That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. There's never been um, a generation I didn't have all the consoles. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a um, I didn't have a Genesis until later. Um, I never had a Mega Drive, or uh, not a Mega Drive. What's the Master System? I never master had a Master System. system. 
Okay, I have uh, a master system. No one had a master system. No. Um, I never. Let's see. So, probably it would be the PlayStation One in sixty four. You had Saturn. I do have. Oh, I didn't have a Saturn though until right at the end of the generation. Um, I'll count it though because I did have one at the <laughs> end of the generation. Um. So, Mario 64, Blood Omen. Um, <laughs> it's a Saturn. <laughs> I can't think of a Saturn game. Virtual <laughs> Fighter, I guess. Um, oh, the poor Saturn. Yeah, um, yeah GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. I, I um, can't do them all. Yeah, it would be hard to go through. I'll just I'll just do one from... The PS2, Xbox, GameCube era, I guess. Uh, for GameCube, it was Wind Waker. Um, for Xbox, it was probably Halo 2. And then PlayStation 2, fuck. <laughs> there were so many games on the PlayStation 2. Yeah. What was my favorite game on the PlayStation 2? Fuck off. Probably Metal Gear God, Solid 2. If I had 2. to answer that question, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I say Metal Gear Solid 2, and that's only because it's probably the game I was most excited for. Yeah. I, I just don't know. There's so many great games on the PS2, I couldn't even begin to tell you. Yeah. I'm going to say Soul Reaver 2, I guess, for PlayStation 2. That was a good game. Yeah. Soul Reaver games were great. They should have made another one. Yeah. Preaching to the choir there. Uh, there hasn't been a Legacy of Kane game in... Fuck. Way too damn long. I mean, a proper one. There was one, what was it, four years ago? The MOBA, I think is what it was. Yeah, did that even actually release? I think it stayed in early access. I don't think it actually came okay. out. But man, what the last game? Was it Blood Omen 2? Was that the last one? Yep. No, 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 no. D uh, Defiance was the last one. That's right, Defiance. I forgot about Defiance. That's where they brought the two s together. Finally. Finally, yep. And then nothing happened since. Fucking... Nope. God. Granted, it had an end, but still. Yeah, but, I mean, if everything... Now, the entire... I mean, smoke... Uh, uh, time travel's a huge part of that game, so... It doesn't even matter that it's been long enough and we've had enough shitty remasters that why we don't have a Legacy of Kane one is beyond my fucking comprehension. I'm just gonna blame Dennis Dyack and move on. I mean, he only made the first one! It doesn't matter. It's his fault. <laughs> God, the team... The, like, Crystal Dynamics came up from making shitty 3DO games to making some of the best games ever made. Yep. Man. Are you besmirching Gex? Fuck no, Gex is awesome. The first Gex is not great. The first Gex is the only good one. Shut the fuck up. Two and three are bad <laughs> games. Don't know. Get out. Get out. No, 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 no. Deep cover, Gecko. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, that one's... Yeah. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of Gex. Oh, God, Crystal Dynamics made The Horde. The Horde is an incredible game. I didn't say their oh. 3DO games were bad. I said they went from yeah. making little I didn't 3D realize they made that, that's all. That's yeah, that. The Horde yeah. is an incredible game. And then they went on, on to... Saturn. They went on to... Uh, they basically took over Legacy of Kane, made it great. They took over Tomb Raider, made it great. 
I mean, Crystal Dynamics is a great developer, which makes me really yeah, sad. Yeah, they made Whiplash. I love that game. Project Whiplash was, was cool. I like that game. Project Snowblind was good. Eh, it was okay. It, it was, was like it, for it was supposed to be a more action packed Deus Ex, and it does a pretty good job of that. It was just another one of those FPSs that got lost in the fray. And then they basically did Tomb Raider ever since. Yeah, until now they're doing Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers. Yeah. Um, did you have one, Anthony? Before I move on, no, I don't. I didn't buy consoles that way. I think the only one I could. Do was uh, Wii 360 PS3 in the current generation, and I, I I can't really think of anything. Super Paper Mario is my favorite game on the Wii. That's about it. <laughs> All right, this next one's funny. Do you guys see yourself as influencers? I've picked up a lot of great games Drew and Jay recommended. Ken is in the middle, and Tony has easily recommended the worst games. <laughs> hmm. Who is this from? Dustin. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Dustin. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Go fuck yourself. Your opinions are always like meh. So, I recommend I recommend middle of the road games. That's fine. Just play Overwatch. It's, it's all day, every day. Yep. <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. Dustin's likes to point out when I'm negative, and then he's negative about me being positive. So there's your fucking problem, bud. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, you recommend guess, shit. Well, guess, then, you, you can't complain about me being positive about stuff, then, can you? Because I was positive about something, and you just didn't like it. Mm. I guess to answer the question, I don't see myself as an influencer. I just try to I just try to point out games that I enjoy. That's kind of the point. I'm not trying to sell any of these games. I me either. I don't really give a shit if you buy them or not. I just, I play, and if I enjoy it, I enjoy it. If I don't, I don't. The, uh... Plus, influencers, when I think of influencers, I think of someone on, like, Instagram that's sold their soul to the devil. To, <laughs> hey, to guys, what's up? I want you to click that like button. merchandise. Ring that bell Smash so you get Smash that like button. <laughs> Ring that bell so you get notified of my videos just, going live. I was just laying around listening to a new speaker I bought from Best Buy. You know, my, it's like, great. I don't watch a lot of people. Like, I watch, you know, certain people... And I've started watching a guy that plays Overwatch. He used to be a pro player. And one of the funniest things is is he's sponsored by, like, um, what is that? that? That company that Drew likes, the PC guys, the I Buy Power guys. And he'll be playing and talking about frame rates and stuff. And one of somebody in his channel mentioned, you should have said that's sponsored by I Buy Power. And he's like, wow, you guys are better at this than I am. And it cracks me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> So I enjoy that. Shout out to Seagull. He's a he's a fun man to watch on stream. But it, it don't. I mean, it, you gotta like Overwatch, obviously. That's a, that's a prerequisite. Um, Chad says hi. Uh, would you say a game? <laughs> would you say a game score is intended to be reflective of how good a game is relative to all games, or is it reflective of how good a game is relative to its own genre, meaning Kingdom Hearts 3 getting a higher score than Sekiro is irrelevant, right? Both? Can both be an answer to some extent? <sighs> like, because the so to kind of actually, it relates back to Dustin saying I recommend bad games. Um, like, I don't compare 
minute, which I loved, to something like The Sinking City, which I just gave an 8. So I gave Minute a 9, Sinking City an 8. I don't compare those two. They're not at all similar. Um, I liked one more than the other, for sure. But The Sinking City set out to do different things, and I judge it based on the goals it sort of set for itself, even though obviously they're not written in stone. Like, it was clear what they were trying to do, but they fell short. Minute, my only real complaint was I wish it was just a bit longer, but they everything that they set out to do, they did extremely well. Um, the reason why I gave uh, Unravel 2 uh, a 10 was because I felt it excelled to the point of being extremely good for everything it tried to do. It did over and above. Um, same with resident evil two. Then you have something like, um, God was it Nippon marathon where it was clear what they were trying to do and failed every, every step of the way. Um, yeah, I guess in some grand scheme, I am comparing how much I like a game to another to some extent, but at the same time, I am judging it based upon its own merit. Um, when I review stuff like Sea of Solitude, I blatantly said I couldn't give it more than what I gave Gree, but I couldn't give it less than either, which is a weird thing to say. But I felt those two were too comparable to sort of give Sea of Solitude more. Like, I don't know, the way I came out of those, feeling of those games, I enjoyed Sea of Solitude, but I didn't think it did as much well as Gree. So it's it's a weird balancing act that I'd taken all the stuff I've reviewed and um, what I've given scores um, and, and try to balance that out. But I also am looking at, you know, how a game plays uh you know csl2 had some bugs at times so that's gonna only weigh against sinking city i'm not gonna be like well this game was programmed perfect and this game wasn't i think when i'm looking at a game it can be both but i think comparing it to other other games that are the same or in the same series is is lower on the pole for me and that comes from the fact that you know it might be related to that game, but it also may be years after that game came out. So a sequel may have a higher bar to reach than the original just because game design has changed since that first one came out. Uh, Also a thing that I look at when I'm reviewing games, and a lot of reviewers don't do this and I don't understand why, is I look at how much the game costs. Because you're writing a review for the consumer and the consumer's got to pay for it even though you didn't. Yeah. So saying you don't take price into account when you're reviewing a game is just... It's always boggled my mind. I feel like it's another one of those, well, I don't do a review score because it's, you know, you're not looking at the word, you're just looking at the number. I'm like, the number is more of a a guide of what I think the game deserves. And it's up to you if you want to read the actual words of what I wrote. But the price is a huge thing because... Sure, a game could entertain me for 20 minutes, but if it's $60, that's not great. But if a game entertained me for 20 minutes and it's a dollar, that's a big fucking difference in my review score. <laughs> I'm not going to tell somebody to spend $60 for 20 minutes of entertainment, but I will tell you to spend a dollar for 20 minutes of entertainment. 
I just I just never understood that. Yeah, like Team Sonic Racing, that game is that game was uh, okay. I enjoyed my time with the game, but it wasn't as good as uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transformed that came before it, which was made by the same people. So I I clearly said that like it was fair to. It was fair to say, like, this game is a generation ahead and does far less than its predecessor, made by the same people. But I also was like, but it's also, you know, $40. So, to some extent, I was like, that's, for for what this is, that's a good price. So I took that into account. Um, but that was a series that I'm like, oh, I really like the first two games, and like, I hope the second, or this new one improves upon it, and it didn't it did some neat stuff that was new but it wasn't as good but i thought you know what though it's 40 dollars, and mario kart is a you know 60 um plus i don't know if they have dlc i know they used to well um, dlc is included like, in the switch version okay so but it's... still like that's you know and i also made it sure to note like it's the only kart racing game at the time um on consoles but then you know crash came out so hmm. but you know i do take into account price as well yeah i didn't think about you're right about sequels having to live up to something yeah it's it's different like when a game comes out years later um and things may have changed since then and if you didn't adapt to that change then i feel like i mean i also have to look at that so there's a lot of things that go into it basically what i do is i i write my words and then I look at our scale, which every number has a title to it, and I go, would I call this game good? Would I call this game great? Would I call this game mediocre? You know, would I call this game a classic? And if I would, I give it a 10. And if I wouldn't, I give it something else. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the last tweet also comes from Chad. He says, as much as I would like a remake of GTA Vice City, I think I would prefer a GTA game in the early 70s in Vegas with Tarantino's K-Bob, Billy, radio-type music and inspired by Casino, Goodfellas, and Ocean's Eleven. Leisure shoots, neon lights, deserts, perms, Cadillacs, etc. I, that, you start to kind of weaken into and the 70s. Um, Mafia 3 sort of kind of moves into that er- era a bit. Sure. You know, uh, I, I I'm not against the idea. I I don't really want them to remake Vice City either. I just want them to. Cause I think the thing is, is that now that graphics have come so far, I think people want to see the neon and stuff. True. Um, it, it, the you know the excess, the the cars, the the clothes, um, of course, the hair metal, like. The 80s was, I mean, they call it the generation of excess. Like, there's just so much of everything, like, over and above. Like, it's it's interesting that way. In the 70s, I think the music would be cooler to listen to. And, yeah, the Tarantino sort of style would be... I think you're going to get that with a GTA game anyways. Um, it's different thought. I just think that if they're going to go for the 70s, probably end up the 60s and then where do you set it in the 70s where you kind of like what setting for the 70s would you put i suppose i just want bell-bottom technology 
I mean, who doesn't want bell bottom technology? Yeah. And you know, they'd, they'd have to have a whole trailer on. I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, th- I think the I think the seventies would be a cool time period. I think that would be a good. I don't know about Vegas. Yeah, but I don't know. I'll be very interested to see where the next Grand Theft Auto goes because I know there was conversation with Rockstar about how hard it is to write satire right now in the current climate of the world. Um, so I wonder if they would go backwards this time. You get a little bit more leniency right. in what you do in the I, game. I, I think 100% they're going to go backwards this time. Yeah. I heard rumors floating around that there was a bully going to be released next year. Yeah, I saw about that too. too. Yeah. I'd be very interested to see what they do with that. Like, do you continue the story of the same kid or you get a new kid? I think the new I think that kid should be an adult because he's going to be at this point. But I mean, doesn't that kind of take away the whole point of the bully like No, but what I'm saying is introduce a new kid and somehow Maybe it's his son. (laughs) That too. (laughs) But take you can't I don't know if I want it to be set in like boarding school again. Well, you want it to be like public school? Yes, have to travel to school. Because you don't play as a bully in Bully, so have him have to make it to school and avoid, you know, certain areas where he gets beat up or whatever. Or, you know, avoid combat on your way to school. I think the most, interesting, time. The most interesting thing to see with a new bully would be how they pack in an online mode into that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know they're going to do it. Yeah, I don't know how they'd do it. You're right. That's... I don't know. The next... It's just a really big school. Yeah, true that. The next uh, 12 to 18 months are going to be really interesting with these new consoles coming out. I think we're going we're gonna to see a lot of new games, a lot of new ideas. A lot of new games and new ideas pushed on the idea that, that wasn't possible before, even though it really was. Yeah. I heard a conversation the other day about like what was possible from 360 to PS4 slash Xbox One, and you know there's really not a lot of examples. I think the only ones I could think of were like Shadow of War. Was yeah, there. I was going to say the Shadow of Mordor, and it wasn't that it wasn't possible on the PS3. It was or in Xbox. It's just that like they didn't have enough memory or something. Yeah, they, they couldn't do the the true um, vendetta system or whatever, and. It's it's interesting, especially with you know the next generation being fully backwards compatible. Like, are are we really going to see that big of a jump in the first twelve months or so? The next Dynasty Warriors will be able to have a thousand enemies on screen and more fog than you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> New fog technology. Fog everywhere. I'm sure neither of you read my review, but that was one of the funniest parts of playing um, the Sinking City was as Fog came in, suddenly the game worked worse. <laughs> like, complete opposite of what you'd expect. I, I can say, only see a couple of feet ahead of me, and somehow this game is running the amount of frame rate than is when it's tanking. bright and sunny. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun. I think the rest of the year is going to be pretty quiet. And then next year we're going to get to see these new boxes. A bunch of new games are going to get announced. It's going to be crazy. 
Yep. Anyway, that is all of the tweets that I have. It's all the news. It's all the video games for a week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at M4G Podcast. You can follow me at ZTGD, Ryan at WombatRP, and Anthony at NTRSKT. You guys put up an intermission on Friday. We did. And you are running Mindjack next for Phoenix Down. Uh, shoot an email to podcast at ztgd.com. I don't think I have anything else unless somebody else does. Mm-mm. All right. Are we out? Peace. 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 All righty. And it goes something like this.